Socks in the Basement is now a proud partner with the Big Heads Media Network. Find us and other great podcasts at BigHeadsMedia.com. You're listening to Socks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Socks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. This is an interesting week. This has been, this is, I, I did not expect at this point in the season to be able to sit down and do an episode of Socks in the Basement and be like, what an interesting week. Okay, I, I'm just gonna, I just want to break down everything. First of all, yes, the easiest please, thing, please do. The best thing for me to tell you about right now that I'm actually very excited about is the White Sox going into their final stretch of games here. They should, right now, they have 63 wins, so we're not losing 100. So, Yay. Okay. <laughs> we don't suck. Yay. Okay. But the, the fun thing is we get seven more against the Tigers. We already have a hundred losses. Okay. Alright. So so the the watermark of seventy wins might be Oh well achieved. here's the thing. You have those seven Tigers games, but you have a total of thirteen games here down the stretch where the White Sox play teams with worse records than them. So you have thirteen games where the Sox are the better team record-wise, and then you get three against the Twins and three against the Indians, who they haven't done too terribly against. No. So let's say that they lose four out of six against those uh, Twins and Indians down the stretch at the end, okay? Yes. So now they're at 65 wins. So it's 65 wins and 13 games left against subpar teams. They should easily win more than they lose and end up with 72 wins on the season. Anything less than 72 wins on the season to finish the season would be a disappointment at this point. Yes. They're easily on pace for that with a shot at 75. And what was our original prediction at the beginning of the year for the White Sox? It was like between 70 and 75. Right. That's exactly where we were at. Okay. Okay. And and right now they should easily come in right there. So the team is doing about what you would expect them to do. And at least they're not dying at the end. And again, if they all of a sudden fall apart at the end, they don't make it to that 72 mark. Hard questions need to be asked. Secondly... I love me some Danny Mendick. Oh, yes. I agree with you. We were actually watching the game together on Friday night, was it? Yeah. Um, yes, I am a fan also. And he hit, he hit a home run uh, in the Sunday game to help him win it. I yeah, believe. and I also love the fact that he comes walking out there. I mean, he's young. He's Danny Mendick. He's got his shirt open, like one button too many. Have you already noticed that? I have noticed like that. I, I'm wondering he's showing why off, he's showing I'm, off the, the, I'm, I'm the chest why, to the ladies. That's I'm what Danny Mendick is. I'm wondering why you're noticing that, I'm noticing though. it because he reminds me of a young John Cangelosi who used to leave the shirt open. Oh, you know what I'm saying? He's like, he reminds me. There's a few players that have liked to do that in their career. Danny Mendick's like, ladies, <sighs> Danny Mendick is open for business. That's what Danny Mendick's doing. I love the swagger. <laughs> Look, and he's backing it up by coming up and hitting and asking the question once again: Why the hell was he in the minor leagues all year long? Right, and why are we still have to look at Yomer? Right, there's the thing. And I'm not saying he's going to be a star, and he's not Nick Mandrigal, and he's not the second baseman of the future. But the way that Yomer Sanchez played all year, and the way this kid came up and started playing the moment he got here, and 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 with the excitement that he's coming up here and playing with, where was he? We have beaten the topic of why is Yomer Sanchez your everyday second baseman and and somebody like Danny Mendek isn't. We have beaten that question right. to death. He could have been brought de- up. He's dead, Jim. <laughs> we have also beaten the question of 
Why is Adam Engel still patrolling center field every day Adam of Engel's the Adam Engel's going to be 26 man next year. He's got speed and defense. He doesn't need to hit. Yeah, but why is he your everyday center fielder and Lewis Robert is not? Well, we have beaten that. We have beaten. We know the answer, but we have beaten that question to death. And it's it all it all comes down to the fact that the Sox are cheap and they're cheaping out on his service time. The next big thing going on this week is we're able to announce officially the first of what I think will be several guests announced for the big Socks in the basement event going on at Cork and Carey at the park on the 26th. That is a Thursday night against Cleveland pre and post game at Cork and Carey at the park with Dave and myself from Socks in the basement. And we are finally going to have after over a year of discussing it, sitting out there in the field with them and talking to them about getting together and doing a show together. All of the members of the 108. That's the fandom section right there. That's the cult favorites. Oh, they're, they're, so they're, they're all, section 108 is coming so to the event. In. So they're all they're, in. They're coming, yes. Awesome. They're coming. We've already confirmed it. We will see them pre and post game. We'll have the exact times and stuff. And I expect to be able to announce more people, but I can't wait to have them out there. We're going to talk a little bit about how this whole thing really got going for them. I mean, if you think about it, here's just three guys that sit out there and enjoy baseball, and they're just watching it from this section. It just turns into like this phenomenon, mainly on Twitter. They're just super fans. I love their take on things. We're going to talk to them at some point while we're there. And don't forget, there's going to be an open mic at that event, Cork and Carry at the Park, on the 26th of September, pre and post game with Socks in the basement. We're going to be out there, live open mics. Come on out and talk with us. James Fox, our friend, Loop Sports, Future Socks, been on the show a lot. Right. James Fox gets into it with Scott Greger. <laughs> beat reporter for the Chicago White Sox Daily Herald. Now, both of these gentlemen follow Sox in the basement on Twitter. Okay. Okay. So I assume that Scott listens just like James listens. I'm not going to, ch- I'm not going to choose sides here, but as an outside observer watching this. So I don't have Twitter. I didn't see okay, it. I'm going to tell this, you so. what happened. Scott Greger sent out a tweet and I'm going to read the exact tweet to you. Okay. Because this is going to open up a larger discussion about what the White Sox might be doing, because there's a lot of hype over a specific free agent that people now are just jumping on board. Like It's like the Bryce Harper, Manny Machado hype. I've, I know people who you're, I know who you're, talk, sinker, I know who you're talking but this about. Is but what's, this, is, this is the beginning part of this entire thing. Scott Greger tweets out, just had a long off-record talk with Kenny Williams, was talking about next year, and he said... They're going after left-handed power bat for right field this winter. He also said it'll be a free agent, most likely. Can I just... Have to check and see who they might target. Now, hold on. Before you jump into that, then James Fox tweets out an image of it and says, so I think Scott Greger tweeted a DM yesterday. This has to be Cole Calhoun, right? There aren't many left-handed power bats on the free agent market and hashtag the White Sox Fox later tweeted that just got me blocked so these wow. two guys are not sharing drinks with each other anytime soon I don't know what I'm saying here are two guys that covered a team and one said something out that may or may not have been by mistake but it's it, you know that's the thing and then the other one tweeted out the screenshot and he had to tweet a screenshot because it's no longer on Gregor's timeline it was taken down so remember the whole thing last year too 
Remember the whole thing where the White Sox blamed Twitter for ruining their chances with Jack Peterson? Remember that? Yes. Here we go again. And now what we have here is we have these two guys who cover the team religiously, nonstop, for their publications. And there's already a rift here in the in the beginning of September over this tweet. Now, before I get into the next thing, go ahead. Can I... Can I? Can we please have no more Kenny Williams going after free agent left-handed power hitters? Oh, it's annoying, isn't I it? I still have Adam. D- I still have Adam Dunn PTSD. I still have this. You know, every every t- every time it's like I just I picture Kenny Williams like, well, all you need is a left-handed power hitter, dude. I, he has had so many failures when it comes to left-handed power hitting free agents please stop now yes i yes i get it you need a right fielder it's always the insistence dave it's always the insistence of getting that left-handed power hitter and trying to kind of shoehorn it into a position where you're more concerned about whether or not the guy is a lefty than if he's the right guy for that job yes thank you and that's and that's, that's that was that was the adam dunn thing in a nutshell right now here's the thing this is this is a problem again. If you're looking at left-handed hitters that can hit for power and patrol right field that are going to be free agents next year, just free agents, as that tweet said. Yes. You're looking at two main names, Cole Calhoun and Corey Dickerson. Now, I would rather have Dickerson, and then we'll, we can go through those stats. But either one of those, MLB put out a list of the top free agent targets that they believed were going to be available in this offseason. The next, the top 15 free agent targets put out by MLB.com. And in this list, neither one of those guys are mentioned in the top 15. <laughs> you know who is mentioned? Right-handed outfielder Marcelo Zuna. He was fourth on the list. He's 29 years old. He'd be a hell of an acquisition. But he's not lefty, so Kenny's probably just not even looking at him. You no, see what I'm saying? No. Yasiel Puig, he was number 11 on that list, 29 years old. But he's a righty. So, according to the Sox philosophy that Kenny Williams brings to the team, we got to fit a lefty into that spot. We're going to shoehorn one in. We're not even going to look at Puig. I mean, I'm just going off of the suite. Nicholas Castellanos, he was 14 on that list, 28 years old. Look what he's been doing for the Cubs since the Tigers traded him over there. He's a free agent next year. Seems to really love Chicago. Yeah. But if the Cubs can't hang on to him and he becomes available, can he's just going to look the other way because he can't swing from that side of the plate? These are the things that drive me nuts. I mean, we normally wait till the end of the show to bash management, but this just, you know, look, fine. Don't believe me. Go, go in the past 13 years of Kenny Williams' left-handed power-hitting acquisitions, and please let me know how that worked out for you. And don't include the name Jim Tomey, because Jim Tomey is a rare once-in-a-lifetime acquisition. The man hit 600 home runs. you know. So don't tell me, well, Kenny Williams' left-handed power-hitting philosophy clearly works out because Jim Tomey, exception to the rule, okay? Fine, you don't believe me? Who was the old, slow, station-to-station, left-handing power hitter in the lineup in 2005? It wasn't. Carl Everett? I mean, is that, you know, so, so, so stop telling me about how all you need is a left-handed power hitter. A neighborhood bar. A Southside tradition. Your home base for Sox viewing parties. Cork and carry at the park. 
3258 South Princeton Avenue, where they have an incredible menu that includes award-winning burgers, Chicago favorites, wings, beef, pulled pork, mac and cheese, salads, wraps, nachos, and an incredible environment. When I'm getting a drink pre-game or post-game, it's over at Cork and Carry at the park. And in case you didn't know, you can rent the entire bar out for events. Just visit them at corkandcarryatthepark.com for more details. And remember, Thursday, September 26th, Socks in the Basement, live and in person at Cork and Carry at the Park. Pre-game and post-game with an open mic. Ramp up the season in style September the 26th at Cork and Carry at the Park at the corner of 33rd and Princeton, right near the park. We'll see you there. The two guys, though, that are the lefties that are going to be free agents next year that the White Sox could be targeting based upon this tweet that has been deleted off of an off-record conversation with Ken Williams, who I thought wasn't supposed to be making these moves anymore. It's supposed to be Rick Hahn. Cole Calhoun has a career 14.9 wins above replacement with a 1.4 wins above replacement in 2019. Corey Dickerson has a 13 wins above replacement with a 0.6 wins above replacement in 2019. Now, the reason I still like Dickerson better is because Calhoun has had more at-bats to get to those numbers, both in this season and overall in his career. And if you extrapolate it out, they're pretty much the same guy when you look at the wins above replacement. So then I just look at the raw stats at the plate. And when I look at the raw stats at the plate and I see a guy in Calhoun who's got a career 249 batting average and an OPS that's at 745 and hasn't topped in his OPS 800 since 2013, that's... No, not what no. you want. What, what, You're not just, you go out and get a guy like that and stick him in the outfield. He is not a big addition to you offensively, and he's I'm not just, a big upgrade on Chris, your team. I'm just curious. How many home runs? Like, give me some home runs per year average on Calhoun. I'm just because. He had 28 this year so far. Before that, he never, he didn't get over 20 since 2015. So he's not even like a power hitter right. per se. He's not even like a, he's not even like the, the prototypical yeah, Kenny Williams. He's not move. even the prototypical or the typical Kenny Williams left-handed power hitter where all he does is he either hits home runs, strikes out or walks. Right. He's not even that guy. Right. No, he's, 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 not. he's not even going to hit you 30 home runs. And now the other guy is not a big power hitter either. Okay. It, what we have though with him though is He's got a lifetime 286 batting average and a lifetime OPS of 830. But if you and if you look at his most recent numbers, this year he's got an 891 OPS hitting 304. And the year before that, he goes out and he gets himself. Is this Dickerson we're looking at? Yeah, this is Dickerson. He hits himself 300 a year before that with an 804. The year before that, he had an 815 OPS. He's he's clearly better at the plate. But his home run numbers, the last time he had over 20 home runs, was in 2017. So. What we have here, now he's had a shortened season this year, but he's only got 10 home runs. But he's had a shortened season this year. I think he would have gotten 20 if he would have gotten a full slate of games, and he's really only played half a season. So he's probably a 21, 20 home run hitter. 20 to 25 home runs probably out of Corey Dickerson. That would probably be the target. That's the target you would kind of assume they're going for if that's what they're going after. But again, we don't know what this is. What we have is an off-the-record conversation that may have been tweeted out an error that seems to have driven a rift between two beat reporters because one wrote an article about it because James Fox also included his entire tweet and the screenshot in his most recent article on the Loop Sports. Well, let's hope that, you know, let's hope that in Kenny Williams' world, like, Twitter just ruined that deal because I'll be honest, I'm not excited about either of those two You don't guys. want those guys. You'd want the right-handed guy who's better at yes. in right field because there's better right-handed guys. 
Hey, this is Acoustic Mike from Broadcast Basement, and you're listening to Socks in the Basement with Chris and his buddy Dave. I did the Broadcast Basement with Chris for 10 years, and nobody gave me a show. I'd leave if I had anything else to do with my life. Remember, the Broadcast Basement is available everywhere podcasts can be found and always at BroadcastBasement.com. All right, Dave, before we continue on here, Socks in the Basement brought to you by Joseph's Finest Meats this week. Simple old school Italian butcher shop showcasing prime aged beef chops and homemade sausages. 7101 West Addison Street in Chicago. Joseph's Finest Meats. Nobody beats their meat. The big news now, which I think is laughable. Like I'm, I'm watching the hype and... I sit back and I go, how are people falling for this? And you're, you're at a loss for words right now. I, am. I can tell. The J.D. Martinez hype. Now, this, this thing has I'm already not, I snowballed. Haven't, I haven't heard this. This so thing has ahead. already snowballed out of control in the last 72 hours to a point where I, I, it's funny to me. Because any White Sox fan who's falling for the J.D. Martinez hype at this point has, has amnesia, was hit in the head with a rock, or just blindly follows this team and doesn't look at everything that's going on. So here's what happens. Dave Dombrowski gets fired as the president or baseball operations. I think that was his official title, but he's the guy who was in charge over at the Red Sox. He wins the World Series last year. This year, they're disappointed in what happened and they fire him. God, don't you wish you had an organization like that? Uh, Well. Okay, that was business. That ain't family. That's a business move. They sat there and said, you know, Dave, we're not going to be able to keep Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez because we need to get underneath the luxury tax and you overspent. And yeah, you brought us a World Series, but you're out. They didn't even have a press conference when they got rid of him. Like, they just got rid of him. I do, it wasn't I, even like, thanks for being here, buddy. He's just gone. We do have one team in town that does that, Chris, but they ain't playing <laughs> okay. baseball. All right, all they right. ain't playing baseball. All right, so now Dombrowski's out. Everything's out for the reasons why he's out, and they're talking mainly about the fact that because they got to get on the luxury tax, it's going to be impossible for them to keep J.D. Martinez and Mookie Betts, and they might not even be able to keep either one of them. They're going to have all kinds of, of salary issues in Boston. And then you also have something that's been lingering all year long, and J.D. Martinez can option out of his deal at the end of the year. And why wouldn't he when you see the craziness of last offseason and the numbers that were thrown out there. Yeah. He can get so much more, okay? So now you have J.D. Martinez supposedly could be available, and then Alex Rodriguez, one of the biggest blowhards in all of baseball, who says the dumbest things on Sunday Night Baseball, the dumbest things. The deal he made with the devil to have the life that he's had with so little intelligence Alex Rodriguez goes on there and says that he thinks and he's got inside knowledge. Oh, my God. And he believes that the White Sox will be the front runners for J.D. Martinez. Now, I want everybody to just remember who said that. Now the hype comes out. Now it's getting thrown out on Twitter. Now there's articles being written. Now everybody's like, oh, could we get J.D. Martinez? People are putting out like fictitious lineups with J.D. Martinez in the middle of the lineup. And then people are like, you know, he was born in Cuba. He would fit right in with all the Cubans. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. What a fit. J.D. Martinez. Who's his agent? Scott Boros. Who's Alex Rodriguez's agent? <laughs> Scott Boros. Scott Boros. 
J.D. Martinez also, before I even get into this, this is the same guy that right before he goes out to become a free agent, dumps his management team, dumps his agent, and goes to Boris. And it was so dastardly that the management team that had him sued Merrill Lynch. Wow, I didn't know Because they felt like there was a whole conspiracy to rip their client away right before he became a free agent. I did not know any of this. So we're talking about a guy who was sued because of how he treated the people that had represented him up to this point. Now with this guy, Boris, who is known for just every trick in the book, who has left the White Sox high and dry on so many occasions, we get stung by him left and right. Who is Bryce Harper's agent? Oh, that would be Scott Boris. Okay, and how many? How much were the White Sox used as leverage last year as a possible landing spot for Bryce Harper? When in reality, as it beca- as we got through the winter meetings, everything it became apparent that they there wanted was no, no possible yeah. way that they were going to end up together. Right, especially no, when you look back at everything right. that happened in offseason. So what we have here is we have a Scott Boris friend client man who cheated and used steroids made his deal with the devil says stupid things on Sunday night baseball and after this whole thing starts rolling along and everything's happening here inconspicuously starts dropping the White Sox might end up with JD Martinez like he's dropping hot knowledge on people who do you think fed him that oh yeah I know okay and then you have this player in Martinez who's got no problem playing games himself with his gaming agent you have him out there, possibly available, and things popping up in the media left and right. What if with J.D. Martinez? Let me tell you something right now. Well, I'm not falling for this. No. I'm not no. falling for this in any way. This hype is going to go on for far too long. There is no way, no way that J.D. Martinez is coming to the White Sox as a free agent. There is no Wait, there is a better chance that we listen to this now for several months, get way too excited, the White Sox have a deal in place, and then Scott Boros screws the White Sox or asks for more money than Jerry is able to go to. We got Kenny Williams out there with his sunglasses again talking about the tears that we cannot see. And Rick Hahn <laughs> looks like he's gone not only through World War I and got shell shock, but now he's a World War II veteran as well, and he's got double shell shock. That, we have a better chance of that, or it just goes away. But there is no way. I can't, there, I will not believe this. I felt they need to come on and talk with you today and say that publicly because I know I'm going to get stuck in this. I'm going to start falling for it. I'm going to start falling See, for the, oh, he knows so-and-so on the team. Oh, he's friends with so-and-so no, on the team. No, no, Oh, I'm, I'm going to start falling for all this stuff. I will not let you fall for this, Chris. Nor, nor will I, I will not contribute to any... I will not contribute to any more White Sox free agent offseason. Just hope. I, I won't contribute right. it. Because I look, believe because the look, greater because thing look. more than I believe the J.D. Martinez thing. Because look, because look, you have, you have seen over and over again, Jerry will not pony up the money for big time free agents. 
He won't do it. I got into arguments this week on Facebook with people. Chris, you were sitting, you, you got actually involved in it too. Thank you for that, by <laughs> the could, way. I couldn't help myself. You couldn't help that yourself. guy was an idiot. This was, this was now not about the JD. You know, you know the person that thought the Manny Machado deal, we offered the most money. Right. And because, we had the best deal. Right. Because and then after math I, is right. Because right. math is hard. And then, and then after I pointed out that, okay, so if somebody offered you $35,000 a year with incentives to make 70 or somebody offered you $60,000 a year guaranteed, okay, what would you take for your family? Then the guy just said, you have a good day. He had no response after no, that. No, said that exactly. Him, okay? Because the problem is that the, the moment you take the millions and hundreds of millions out of that argument, it's so obvious why Manny Machado picked a different team than the Chicago White and it's Sox. Why and it's and stupid it's, to keep bringing it up and, and open up obvious, the And it's obvious why every top-tier free agent picks a different team besides the Chicago White Sox. The name in question that I got into it about people were, were getting all excited about, Ooh, we should get Garrett Cole. We're going to get Garrett Cole this off season. Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole, stop it. Get help. You're not said Michael <laughs> Jordan. It's not going to happen. You, if you're talking about, if you're not just talking about the a number a, one, most available free agent on the market, yeah. This team's going to go out and get them and a when pitcher, the Yankees are chasing them? And a pitcher nonetheless. Right. And they're, they're not going to. Reinsdorf has proven Reinsdorf has proven you he is right. never going to pony up that kind of money in years Garicol, for a pitcher. We're going to convince Garakol to take a three-year deal with a two-year team option for for and, and incentives to get him over what the guaranteed seven-year deal would get him that gets offered to him by three other teams? Give me a break. Come on. Give me a break. It's not happening. No, it's not happening. And it's, you know, and, and seriously, I know what the response is, but they're just, they're negative. Well, whatever. I, it's the truth. I mean, come on. How many times are you going to bang yourself, your head against the walls of White Sox? Listen, Let's listen. start talking about reasonable things listen, that the listen, team can do. Listen. That is not something they're going to do. Listen, if, J if, if all of a sudden... J.D. Martinez is out there patrolling right field in a White Sox uniform or, you know, on he'll opening day next he'll year. He'll be he'll be Sometimes he'll be in right then field. Then fine. I will, I will sit here with my friend Chris and I will eat crow. I will eat whatever you want me to eat. I'll put, I'm, I'm put it out there right now. Book it. Neither of those two people are going to be in a White Sox uniform right. next year. So stop. It's Go September. stand at the World Series statue wearing nothing but a smile. What about that? Or Speedo? In a Speedo. <laughs> I'll get, I, I'll get a Speedo. Me and you in a Speedo standing in front of the World Series statue for wait, all to see. Wait, Speedos, plural. I'm not, I'm no, not we're sharing can't, a we're Speedo not fitting with you. In the we're not fitting speedo. in the same Speedo. Are you or someone you know looking to learn how to play a musical instrument this year? Then you should be checking out Westgate Music School, 6527 West 127th Street in Palos Heights. Private music lessons for all instruments, including guitar, piano, drums, voice, bass guitar, violin, banjo, ukulele, and more. Are you a vocalist? Are you ready to play a musical instrument and looking to join a group? Westgate Music School offers group classes for rock band, acapella vocal, and barbershop quartet. Students of all ages and ability levels will have the opportunity to perform three times a year in a student concert. Gift certificates for Westgate are also available. More information, call 708-586-7002 or go to westgatemusicschool.com. Those that are going to make it on our beer bus that is going to be traveling down the Dixie Highway Brewery Trail from Beverly all the way to Crete, Illinois, Seven breweries, seven hours, 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. on the 20th of September. Those people who have won will be informed this week. 
And then next week, we will actually get the itinerary out for anybody that can't take the bus but lives nearby those breweries and wants to stop by and say hi so you know where we're going to be. But the free seats on the bus are all going to be filled this week. Thank you very much to everybody that participated. If you want to get in last minute on it, remember all you have to do is listen to the show, subscribe to the show, rate and comment on the show on any podcast player that you are listening on. And then, of course, share the show on social media. We put all that stuff on a list and then we draw the names And if you want to go and still try to do that, go ahead. But before this week is over, I am going to inform all the winners. I got to make sure they're going to be there, first of all. Right. Plans haven't changed. I don't want to give away seats that aren't going to be used. See what I'm saying? That they're 21 and over. I want to just make sure that everybody's on board and they're going to be there and they're going to be riding the bus. But the bus is going to be filled up this week. Very, very thankful to the Ileana Brew Bus for being a part of this with Sox in the basement of the broadcast basement on demand radio network. Okay. Did you know about any of that stuff? I didn't know about the Martinez thing. I knew yeah. about I knew about the Garrett Cole thing. Yeah, I, that 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 the Martinez was, thing has got to be the stupidest thing I've ever seen. That that you know that was a thing. I mean, it's fun to get excited, and I got excited for like all no, of like you know. No, I mean seriously, for about an hour, I was I'm, like, oh I'm, wow, look at this, and he's Cuban. Oh yeah, yeah, and he would be he'd fit perfectly in there. And see, oh yeah, yeah, and Alex Rodriguez said it, and he must have some inside information. And then, this, and then it hit me. I was like, wait a minute, this is a. Boris move. It's the same reason why I won't watch the new Star Wars trailer. It's like, I'm not even going to bother getting excited for something that's ultimately going to let me down. So I'm going to go into it with the worst expectations possible. And at least I'll be able to walk out of it. Like if I don't, if I see no trailers and I buy no hype and I'm just, I go complete, I go into it completely naked. Well, not actually naked, but you know, not not naked in front of the World Series statue right. when Kenny Williams signs right. J, uh, J.D. Martinez. Right. But if I go into it with completely, at least I can say, well, at least it was better than Last Jedi. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Like the when the White Sox when the White Sox go bargain shopping, you know, when they go dollar store shopping and free agency, which they do every year, and and when they end up with somebody like you know Josh Donaldson at DH. At least I can be like, well, you know, it's I, it's better than last year, I guess. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. You're going into Star Wars going, this is Star Wars. This is my childhood. I, I'm supposed to love this. I have to love this. I can't not love this. And like the whole time you're watching just this, this this parade of bad and you're like <laughs> but but it's star wars it can't really can't be this be it can't be this be bad, bad can it and, and then like the white and then you and then you're like and then like when you think about it after the fact you go wow i really fell for that and that is and that is white Sox free agency <laughs> we buy into the hype that they're going to get a jd martinez or a garrett cole because it's the white Sox, and we have to love them we can't not love them right and then the whole time that free agency is going on you're looking at this going Something is not right here, but it's the White Sox. I have to love this. I can't be negative about it. And then the bomb gets dropped on you. And then what? And then what you do is you justify it. Right. You try to tell you people. No, 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 it's to, okay. You try to tell people that well, I, I didn't really want him anyway. 
I didn't really want Machado anyway. I didn't want Bryce Harper anyway, because look at what a clubhouse can. And you you sort of dismiss all of the bad and you start finding reasons in the movie to love it because that's what you're supposed to do. And that is exactly what people are doing with with White Sox free agency the past couple years. Right, right. Timmy Anderson and Yoan Moncada this year are uh, Kylo and Ray uh, teaming up. That's that's the moment. That's the only good thing that was in that movie. Pretty much, and, and that's what that's what that's what White Sox baseball is. And then it was gone. Socks in the basement. <laughs> Heard everywhere podcasts can be found, and always on socksinthebasement.com.